Hello guys, welcome back to Into The Wings, your musical theatre podcast where we explore the on and off stage lives of your favourite performers and creatives on the West End. Today I'm joined by the fantastic Hayley Craven, who is currently DSM on Jersey Boys. Hello Hayley. Hi. It's lovely to have you on, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. How's your day been? It's been nice. Yeah, it was my day off today. So I've nice. come in back into London. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. You know, you want to work in the West End? Be in the West End. True. Here I am. <laughs> True. Are you here? So is that going to be seven days this week that you're um, in? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, with six, day, six days a week. Okay. Seventh day free. Sorry about that. <laughs> What's the travel like? Did you have to come far? I'm not too far. I live in London, so I, it's about half an hour on the tube when the tube is running Swif swiftly, smoothly as we want it to. But yeah, it's not too bad. Which is not very often, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, a little bit of a different one today because obviously you're not on the performance side, you're on the backstage side. Yeah. Do you want to give a little overview of your role? Uh, my role is to, uh, as a DSM, I cue the show. I have the script with me. In the script is all of the cues. Um, my job is to coordinate between all the departments who are operating those cues, such as lighting, sound effects, flying, to make sure that they all run smoothly and at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds honestly very complicated. It sounds like I would probably have a panic attack <laughs> trying to do that. What, um, what made you decide? That sounds like a very difficult job. So what, what made you decide that that is the route you wanted to go down? I think I got into stage management through my love of organization and stationery because there's a lot <laughs> of both of those things. <laughs> I'm a very, very big fan of paper chase. Um, and I really just enjoy being doing a lot in the show without being seen um, and being very involved. I'm sort of, you know, I don't want to put myself right in the center, but you are you know, on the side of the stage. I'm right in the middle of all the action. People are going past me all the time. Costume changes are behind me. You know, I props everywhere. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it, it's, it kind of speaks to my uh, desire for just helping smooth the, the chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And you haven't been on Jersey Boys too long, have you? Because you were on Noises Off. Yes, so I was on Noises Off at the beginning of the year. That was had a short uh, run, so it was a you know just twelve week limited run, which I did that, and I was the assistant stage manager on that one, which okay. is more um, being in the wing, looking after props, and helping cast members as um, as needed. Uh, and then I've been on Jersey Boys for about two months now. Nice. Yeah, it's, the show's been going on longer. I think it's started just after the pandemic. Um, yeah, it's been going a while. Yeah. Yeah, we came to see Noises Off. We really enjoyed it. It was really cool. Oh, great. I can imagine that from a backstage point of view, that actually isn't too much to do because a lot of, especially with your role, because a lot of the props and prop setting is done on the stage, right? The presets, so the setting up before the show and the interval scene changes, um, they're sort of where a lot of the action takes place in terms of mm. the backstage people. Um, but yes, during during the show, there's no scene changes per se. The cast do a lot of their own, moving their own sardines, <laughs> as you well know. Uh, <laughs> um, but we have to keep track of where those sardines are. And in oh rehearsals, gosh, yeah, yes, and in rehearsals. Um, it's very important to keep on top of that. So like a lot of the, the work, physical work happens sort of during rehearsals and during the preset and then during the show, it's just monitoring, making sure everyone's okay. So in your changeover from, well, specifically Noises Off to Jersey Boys, but just when you change over shows generally as a, a DSM, 
do you get much rehearsal? Because obviously performers will have weeks to rehearse. Do you do you shadow people? Do you get rehearsal? Do what? Sure. Joining when you join a show like this, you would be learning in during the the, the live show. So. Mm. Um, as the show caller learning how to cue the show, I would come in during the daytimes with the person I was taking over from. His name was James. Uh, and James and I would sit in the in the stage management room um, with a cup of tea and we'd just go over and over the scenes. Um, and if you were learning the show on the deck, doing a, uh, a backstage uh, track plot, you would you know, have your cue sheet and the person you're learning from and they would, you know, you would do it. Yeah, like, like shadow them. Yeah, shadow them and then sort of start doing it and then, um, yeah, going from there. Oh, doing cool. It <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> what is the most complex part of the show for you in Jersey Boys? Is there any, are there any parts where you're like, oh, my God, this is, there's so much going on right now? There, there can be some. I think um, in terms of uh, cueing the show, there are definitely sequences where, You've got to keep in time with the music, keep an eye on the MD. So you have an MD camera, you could see him, you know, see mm -hmm. them doing that. Um, yeah, watching the screens as well, because there's flying and automation. So we have uh, two different departments of flying and a department of automation. They do two separate things. Um, and, you know, remembering to keep count and keep talking. And there are just moments where lots of cues come together. So you just have to be you know, ready to speak. When you're cueing a show, you would ordinarily say, let's say, fly Q1, go, fly Q2, go. When it's very quick, you don't have time to say the full thing. So you're like, flies, go, LX, go. And you just can't have anyone else talking over you because it will all go wrong very, very quickly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you'll just fall behind in the lighting or, you know, bring a fly cue in too early and it'll just, it'll just look bad for the show. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> and is it on, so for instance, if you give the LX cue, and it's a little early or a little late. If the LX person knows mm -hmm. that, oh, actually, I think that's a bit early or, mm -hmm. oh, God, we're too late, mm -hmm. do they just have to follow you whatever you tell them to do? Best practice would be to follow the DSM and then it's on them if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, the, I think the only exception would be is if you're doing a, uh, a, a live queue that would affect the health or safety of members of stage. So if the DSM calls it early or late, whether it's for a reason uh, which is just because they were wrong or because there's another factor meaning they had to delay the queue. Someone was in the wrong position, for example. Mm. You know, if, if I say bring in this fly piece now and the fly person can see there is someone directly underneath it, maybe don't do that. <laughs> uh, but there yeah. are people on the on the deck that will often be the stage manager who is um, just watching the show and spotting those cues and making sure there's safety. We have a lot of uh, e-stops around the stage for the automation and the stage manager um is on 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 the side of stage in the wings watching make sure everything's safe and is ready to call a stop on anything at any time as needed so you know there's other factors in that yeah um, for safety that are there there's lots that you don't realize goes on when you're watching it from an audience point of view you wouldn't realize mm. all those things and we don't want happen, you to you know we, is, we want yeah. you to, to immerse yourself in the magic of the show like it's it's a bit disappointing for us whenever we have to have a technical issue for example and have to stop the show because for us it's like oh we're breaking the magic even though i'm i'm sure quite a few audience members are like wow it stopped i saw this thing it was amazing you know for <laughs> them it's something you know unexpected and different whereas for me i'm like oh no i wish <laughs> i, yeah, I yeah. wish it had gone smoother but never mind but sometimes you have to stop are there any new challenges in this role this show that you haven't faced before or is it all fairly i think every show has its own challenges on every single show 
there will be, for stage management, there will be a prop. There will be that one prop that just doesn't behave the way you want it to do. Either it decides to break all the time or it, you know, has a very particular shade, shade of paint that you just can't find anywhere. You have to go all the way around, you know, the town trying to find DIY shop that has that mix. You know, there's always something. Um, I think on this, it's maybe the longevity of it really is just, you know, I've worked on a lot of shows where it's very limited, like Noises Off was very limited. It was always going to run only for two months, yeah. whereas this is a, an ongoing show. So it's a, sort of about, you know, keeping your own morale, you know, yeah. up and not getting too complacent with the show. Like, it's very easy to go, I, I know this show, I will just phone it in. Like, in, in every discipline in theatre, like, you just can't phone it in because yeah. it will read. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want that. We want it to look good and fresh and, you know, be as exciting for everybody yeah it definitely yeah. do you have any techniques that you use to keep it fresh because obviously when i ask performers they'll have things that they do slightly differently each show to keep yeah. theirs fresh so what what do you do to not for us backstage i mean you will see some sometimes it's just a case of like in between shows somebody's brought in a deck of cards so we're going to play a game in between shows you know or go for a walk in between shows just to keep yeah. yourself you know just you know, get out the building and appreciate outside and then come back in and feel ready to do it again mm. maybe yeah yeah you didn't start off on the backstage stage management side of it did you, you actually started off with a little bit of performing when you were younger yes I did in amateur amateur and one group described themselves as semi-professional. So let's go with semi-professional. <laughs> yes, um, I think that's the way a lot of people get into it is in school and taking an interest in, in drama. And um, I did start out as a sort of performer in amateur dramatic societies. I was Glinda the Good Witch in yes. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I was also... Uh, what else did I do? <laughs> I was trying to think what the other show was. It was Lion, the Witch, and Water. Oh, Bugsy Malone. I was Bugsy Malone. I was Snake Eyes and Bugsy Malone as well. Oh, yes. Yes, which I, I can't remember what I did. I had dice. That was it. I had dice and looked sullen. I'm very good at looking sullen. So yeah. I think I was well cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is that I did... the one where Michelle was Knuckles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Michelle is my sister. Hayley is very good friends with my sister. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> um, so what made you change? from wanting to be on the performing side to wanting to be on the stage management side? I think I, I really enjoyed performing and it, it was fun, but I just knew it wasn't really for me. You know, I wanted to work in theatre. I really enjoyed the atmosphere of it and just the mechanics of it. Um, and I just didn't feel like performing was really for me. It wasn't going to be a, a career for me. Mm. Um, and I took an interest in it, as I say, uh, and through uh, my dad's friend of a friend uh, he was the company stage manager of a show called seven brides seven brothers and i went uh there and i met him because my dad knew i was very interested in theater and i went and met him and he said oh like, come see the show and i said actually can i just can i just see what you do and he said yeah sure um and that started uh, about a month of me every day going that was really fun can i come back again tomorrow uh, and he was very kind he went Okay, so I would be at school in uh, doing my sixth form degrees in dance and drama and stuff, and then hopping on a train, going into London <laughs> and going backstage at the Haymarket Theatre. Um, I'm just being with the different um, backstage groups 
um, wow. departments and trying to sort of get a feel for what each department did. And they were all very, very lovely, very patient and answered all my questions. And um, yeah, they were very, very nice. So I, I went through all the different departments, did a bit of wardrobe, lighting, sound, stage management, stage management again. Well, stage <laughs> management's fun. And I kind of just stuck stuck there really. But I have tried my hand at other other departments. Um, but I think stage management is where my heart is. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Do you think if it hadn't have been for the friend of your dad, do you think you still would have found your way into stage management? I'd like to think so, but I, I, it would be it would be interesting what the path would have been to find it. Really, it's it's not particularly nuanced. But if you're you know, if you if you don't know the theatre world and you come and see a show and you open up the program and you see all the list of names and the list of job titles, you wouldn't necessarily know what they were because the program isn't to explain what they do it's just you know it's the credits um yeah. you know and i i do i do wonder how i would have found more about it i also when i was at um sixth form we did you know, sc uh, shows at school and i had told my drama teacher that i was kind of interested in stage management and she said but we're doing a production now we need a stage manager now would you like to do it and i was like yeah okay fine so i sort of picked up a, a couple of books and just like, what does the stage manager do? Are they <laughs> sort of props and manage the wings? Okay, great. I'll, I'll try and work that out. Mm. And yeah, I sort of painted scenery and helped put the costumes together and, and, and did it through that way. And then after that, um, when I was looking at colleges, my drama teacher, Miss Ellie, um, <laughs> suggested looking at stage management courses at drama schools. And so I did it through that. So, you know, I think it was a combination of those couple of things there yeah stars kind of aligned there yeah so on that subject you studied uh theater studies at a level at yeah. college yeah and then on from that you went to rose bruford and did a stage management degree right yes how how was the stage management degree did you enjoy it oh i really did yeah it was a three-year course i think they've like reconfigured what that course is now. I think it might be more like a technical theatre, uh, which I think is very useful. I didn't uh, do much technical theatre at college. Um, there was opportunities to do that. Um, you could carousel and go and look at the other courses as well. Uh, but I think they've made it a bit more modern now. Like mm. there's a lot more of those technical elements that yeah. I don't really know a lot of, but a lot of graduates come out and know a lot more than me and I'm like, great, you are useful. You will go far. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so I did that. And it was it was great. It was a great experience. Um, Rosebrookville is quite a small campus. So it's they don't have loads and loads and loads of productions. There are other drama schools that have quite a few going all the time. And, mm. you know, this this one was a good balance of sort of the, the foundation, the degree itself and the practicality of, of stage management. Yeah. Stage management strikes me as the sort of thing similar with performing where you can read as much as you want theory-wise mm. about stage management, but you don't really yeah. learn how to do it until you're just thrown in and doing yeah, it. Would exactly. you? Do you think that's inaccurate? I would say that was very accurate. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's like with most things, you know, you can read about it, but it's not until you're doing it that you sort of really get a grip. Yeah. 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 And was there a lot of practical elements to your course as opposed to theory do you think it was quite an even balance or was there more i think it was quite an even balance and they were good at encouraging us not good at they encouraged us to um go out and try and get some work experience oh, cool. um and it was part part of the curriculum to do that but they also you know as long as it didn't interfere with college work go mm. and go and 
you know, ask nicely um, if people have some time that they could have you on for a show. And a lot of theatres do, now we're at COVID as well, that's sort of starting to come back. There's mm. been a quite a few years where we've just not been able to do any work experience due to health, safety. Um, but it's sort of coming back now, I think, getting yeah. a few more work experience people through again, which is nice. It's nice to sort of share it on and, and see that more people are interested and continue being interested in backstage. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. And yeah. you did work experience, right? I did. I did a couple of rounds of work experience. I, I did work experience in my, in my local theatre, which is The Hof in Crawley. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went there in sixth form. And then I went there again when I was in college um, at Rose Bruford to do a, a, a placement there for a week, sort of do some technical stuff. Very practical, like did a few get-ins and get-outs. Um, yeah, just rigging, you know. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's all these things that I don't really do now. <laughs> yeah, but it gets you in the space, doesn't it? And oh, it's nice to yeah. just be involved and yeah. know what happens on all the other departments. I think that is, yeah, I think it's very important. And even if you're not on a technical course, if you're um, in an acting course or a drama course or a design course, definitely do work experience backstage and try and see what everyone does because that's a really good opportunity for you to learn what everyone does and what yeah. parts everyone plays in creating the the show every day or you know from scratch in rehearsal process yeah do i would encourage everyone to go go backstage and just see what yeah. everyone does so you get an understanding of it yeah if you had any advice that you could either give you starting out thinking about wanting to do stage management or to someone else that is also in that position what do you think like key pieces of advice that you would give are I think do try and write to your local uh, drama, drama group or professional theatre and ask them if you, if they would be uh, willing to have you in for a, a day and just see, see what's going on. Try and see what parts of the theatre you would like to do or what takes your interest. Be willing to learn. I think I, I was guilty of this as well, but when I was in college, I think I got to second year and I was already working professionally in the West End. I was already <laughs> follow spotting on this show and this show. And I knew I knew everything by that point. But, you know, you don't. <laughs> you're in college still. So, you know, be willing to learn. And even even now, several years in, like I still don't know everything. So I like to try and get to know what everyone does and what cues do what, for example. You know, yeah. so, I, so I can better make judgments at work. Um, for the smooth running of the show so yeah i'd say that yeah no that was good that was really good advice <laughs> um can you remember what the first show that you saw was i can remember one of the first shows um i saw the chuckle brothers live on stage at the hall <laughs> and i was very intrigued because they had a set piece which is a big house and one of the chuckle brothers jumped into the chimney and his legs were sticking up and I could very clearly remember his legs wobbling around. And then his head appeared at the bottom of the of the stage, of the house, and his head was poking out the window. And I was completely taken by this illusion, like, how are they doing that? And then I ended up going, I think, with school a few weeks later. Maybe we went to see pantomime, I think. And I asked one of the ushers how that works. And they said, oh, I can't tell you, it's theatre magic. And I was like, theatre magic? I'd like to do theatre magic. Wow, yeah. I was so even now I'm not entirely sure how they did that. Like I'm pretty sure I know how, but I'm sure I saw him go in. So how did? Yeah, well, yeah. 
baffled as well. Yeah, no, I'm sure I you know, blinked and you missed the person jumping in and <laughs> you know puppet legs or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was very intrigued by that, um, and I think that's kind of why I'm now in theatre, thanks yeah. to the Chuckle Brothers' legs. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chuckle really, Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very fun memory. I like that one. Was Rose Bruford the only place that you looked at and applied for? Did you look at a couple of different universities? What made you pick Rose Bruford? I applied to a few, a few London ones um, and a few non-London ones as well that were doing more technical courses or theatre studies courses. And I did go to, I did have an interview at Rose Bruford and another London college and uh, a college up north. I don't want to say which one, uh, but I didn't really... I didn't really feel like I was going to be a good fit for those those other courses. They didn't speak to what I was looking to learn and do. And yeah. Rose Bruford did. And luckily for me, they offered me a place. So that was great. So yeah, that yeah, London colleges aren't the only colleges in, you know, in the UK. That and there are many excellent ones around the country. So definitely as your, you know, if you're looking to get, go into drama college um, to learn. You know, check out other ones around the country. Yeah, I feel like it's the same with when you audition for a for a performing course. You mm. kind of get a sense as soon as you enter the building, don't you really, yeah. if, if it's going to be the right fit for you. That's what yeah. I found when I was auditioning for drama school that I felt as soon as I walked in the building, I was like, yeah. well, this I'm not going to fit in here or actually I really love it here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you can feel, if you can see yourself there, you know, and I, you're, you're there in the building, but sometimes you go, this is... I don't know, speaking to the people here, speaking to the lecturers, maybe this isn't for me. Or yeah. maybe, oh, I'm very interested, maybe this is for me. Yeah, yeah. it's the same for, yeah. for us as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about your previous your previous work before Noise is Off. So mm. you mentioned that you did some follow spot yeah. at the, while you were studying. Yes, so I um, did that with, sort of in my first or second year. I can't remember exactly the timeline, but I started off as uh, a follow spot operator um, so, you know, the big moving lights yeah. that the cast stand in, uh, often that was me. I've worked with some very famous people, but they were very, very tiny and very, very far away. So, you know, <laughs> who knows if it really was them. Uh, but yeah, I worked on Spamalot. Um, gosh, what else have I done? Uh, um, Legally Blonde, uh, Chicago. Oh, wow. Quite a few yeah, shows that are all close now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've done a lot, did quite a lot of follow spotting and... I did I did attempt sound, um, but I wasn't very good at it. Um, and it just, you know, when you're you're doing a job and you go, this is nice, but this isn't really for me. And I've had the sort of luxury to be able to decide that this career path wasn't for me, and go towards the one that I did want to do, so yeah. management. So yeah, I've attempted to fit mics into hairlines, and the clips weren't working. I was like, you know what? I just I'm not getting a grip on this. I'm going to move away from sound. Um, yeah, so I've tried my hand at other things as well. And it's been, like I say, it's been a good experience. The more that you see and do of other departments outside of the one that you do, it just gives you a better understanding of how hard everyone else works, like how hard everyone works and what everyone does to achieve the, the show that goes on every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so after you did your little follow spot stint, um, did, you do, did you start off with the tours? Uh, straight, out, so straight out of Rose Bruford. Mm -hmm. Did you go on tours or? I spent about two years uh, working on expenses only. So I stayed working um, 
in elect in electrics departments doing follow spotting and some stage electrics mm. um, plots while I was trying to garner more um, stage management uh, work experience. Uh, and it can be difficult when you're applying for uh, straight out of uh, graduating. It can be difficult because you'll often come up with the you don't have enough experience, which is annoying. And it's something that everybody finds when they're applying for any kind of job straight out of college. Um, and it can just be a case of, not can just be a case, but it could be a case of contacting you know your local groups and seeing if anyone's able to give you some more um, experience, and just keep applying and yeah, eventually you'll yeah. Yeah. So I did um, you know two years of that. I worked um, on very small shows, um, a couple of like mini tours, like they would start in London and then one went to Bury St Edmunds, for example, and I organised like the van and putting it all in the van and sending it up to the theatre and unpacking it and coming up with the lighting design and stuff with the in-house team there. Um, so I did not just that show for two years, but I did several of those like little amateur shows, um, not amateur shows, sorry, expenses only shows, fringe shows. Sorry, cool. there we are. <laughs> um, so I did that for a few years. And with those experiences on my CV, I then applied. I applied for a job I didn't get, but they offered me another position that came up on the show the show was called yes prime minister and it was at the what was then the trafalgar studios hmm. which is where i am now so it's becoming a big circle my yeah. first commercial job as in stage management is in the same theater i'm in now <laughs> oh that's cool yeah nice, nice circle moment yeah full circle <laughs> yeah. and then also you went with mrs henderson presents to toronto in canada right so it was yeah. on here what was your role on that so i was the i was asm on that assistant stage manager that started in bath it was a bath production i had worked uh, with the director and the stage management team before we'd done an, another show a tour uh, called oh what a lovely war yeah. on which i met my partner uh, and so that was several years ago now um <laughs> and we then um I was then invited to work on Mrs. Henderson Presents new musical as part of Bath's summer season that year. We did five, four or five weeks rehearsals for a three-week run in, in uh, Bath. And then the following year, it transferred to the West End, went to the North Coward Theatre. And I was ASM there again with a bigger team because we were a bigger show now. Mm. Uh, so I had more, more ASMs, bigger, uh, bigger stage management team. Um, and we had a limited run until I thought it was like February to June, I think, of 2016. And then the following year, um, it became a co-production with another company who wanted to take it to Toronto. And I was part of the team that went over. And um, it was unusual, it was not unusual, it was odd because it Canada and America, they work so differently from the UK. Okay. They are very union, very pro-union there. Mm. Um, and there are things that they, that we are allowed to do here that we are not allowed to do there. For example, there was a flight case which had our props in it and I was with the props department trying to get our stuff out, but I wasn't allowed to move the cables that were on top because that was the lighting department's cables. So I had to go and find somebody in the lighting department and say, excuse me, could you please take your cables off our case? <laughs> so he had to come over, take his cable, so the props person can open it. Um, yeah, right. so it was, very, it was a very different way of, of working, yeah. you know, in in the uk oh this this piece of masking is is got a slash in it i will stitch that try and do that in in america or canada and someone from the union goes 
Uh, that's not your job. You need to get somebody else to do that. You need to get Steve to do that, please. Like, oh, okay. Steve was busy. Yeah, Steve is busy, but he will find time to stitch that curtain. Stop touching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That sounds like a hassle, but. Isn't it? Isn't like you know? It's the right way of doing things, you know. But yeah. over here, we're very much like, oh, we're all in this together. Let's just do it. Whereas yeah. you know, it's a much much stronger union over there, which I understand. Yeah. No, I can imagine it being much more organised. Then mm. I guess things go missing a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. So how was how was it? Six months you said you were in Toronto for? Uh, uh, six six eight weeks. Six weeks. Oh, I six think weeks. Okay. Yes. Yes. How Week. was it being? away from like working in a different country and it was exciting it was my first international sort of show mm. um it was exciting for me and it was great because the team I was going over with we already knew each other very well and a lot of the cast were returning with some new cast so um it was sort of exciting that it was the same but a little bit different and getting to go uh, you know to, t to go to a different country to see how it works there and to do a show I knew, I knew well and really, really enjoyed working on w in a new place was very exciting. And we saw mm. some beautiful stuff in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, went to national parks and, and stuff and people got really into, um, what was it, hockey? They got really into it over there. Yeah. <laughs> and I curling, know. lots of curling on the TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the team with the kettle yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people do actually watch that like they do watch soccer here. <laughs> I, like, I, I thought that was uh, not going to be the case, but it was. No, that's interesting. Great food too. <laughs> good, good food scene in Toronto. Well, that's good. That's always good. So you went to Toronto primarily to train up a new team, a new yeah. team of stage management, right? Yeah, sort of like, a, um, as I was saying, like, there are people there who do the job. So we're, we're there to help, um, not help, we're there to hand over effectively the show. Um, and for every sort of UK person who comes over, backstage they have to have an equivalent in the building there mm. um they have unlike here some houses do have it such as um some of the bigger houses what's the one in covent garden it's completely thrown royal opera house i think they have their own full props department and okay. in america and canada each show has a proper props department in the uk it would be part of stage management's role um there there is like stage hands and props people. So I went over to turn two ASM tracks into four tracks. So split it per wing and work out how to coordinate that between four people. Which, yeah, we got there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's interesting, splitting one role. Yeah, so it's basically between one into two, twice on either, in either wing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, is it more helpful to have more hands on deck or do you think that it was not more helpful? <laughs> Is it more helpful to have more hands on deck? In some ways, yes, because, you know, it's easier, you know, if one person's looking after one item, if two people are looking after one item, you know, it might not be as easy as you think. But the more people there are, you know, if you've got a very tight wing space, mm. the more people there are, the less useful that is. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Boys, the theatre is very small. They have done extremely well to fit quite a large production inside quite a small venue. And a lot of the stage management deck plots are moving furniture around and out the way and just making sure that casts don't trample each other as they try and enter and exit the wings yeah. um it's way more coordinated and greater than i've just described it but um you know it's one of those things you almost want to have a, a, a bird's eye view camera 
that like to record just how te how much tetrising goes on. It's it is incredible, and they've worked. You know, I've come in quite late into the show. They've already set it up and they've been running for you know years, and I've come in very late and just picking things up. But they've yeah. done incredible to to do as much as they've done with as many people as they have in a limited amount of space. It is it is wonderful. Yeah, you've done a couple of jobs with Mischief Theatre. How is that? Because they've got play that goes wrong, magic goes wrong, bank robbery goes wrong. I'm just gonna let you list them, yeah. Peter <laughs> Pan goes wrong. Yeah. Is there more? Uh, why do I think there's more? I think that, oh, they've Peter got Pan. a whole TV series, got right? A TV show, yeah, it's got a yeah. TV show. Um, yeah, they've got quite a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, play that goes wrong, I think, in London is probably in its 15th or 16th year. I wow, think it's I quite. It's been, that it's been there quite a long time, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those shows that started out in a pub, you know, went to Edinburgh, has had a wonderful life since then. You know, a lot of stage management, not a lot. Some people in stage management bristle a little bit, like, oh, it makes us look really bad because everything's going wrong. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe it just serves an example of like, you know, if we don't do our jobs correctly, if we don't hammer that you know, hammer that bit of setup properly, it will fall down on somebody's head. So it's always yeah. an example of, it's always a, a live example of what will happen if we don't do our jobs. <laughs> but also I was, I was thinking it might, it must be quite important for the stage management crew on all of their goes wrong shows mm. to be on it because although it does go wrong, it's all happening when it's meant to happen. Exactly. And if, like you say, if you do miss anything, mm. then it might actually go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, Anyone who's in the Play That Goes Wrong cast, you know, not just the original Mischief team, but every cast since on tour and in town and all over the world, they get to know that show so well. And you can see them live troubleshooting. If someone's if something's slightly in the wrong place that's going to cause an accident, the, the cast members know. They know that is going to happen and will move that item. It is, you know... They, they won't ever do anything detrimental to anyone's health and safety, but it, the health and safety on those shows are so paramount. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, you know, anyone who works on that show gets to know it very, very well. Yeah, I can imagine. Was it good fun working on those? Definitely, lots of energy. Yeah. Um, again, I sort of, I didn't, I've not originated one of those shows, but I came into, for example, Magic Goes Wrong, where mm. they had originated that and it had been running for a little while, came back after COVID. Um, you know, and people just, you know, it, same with pretty much any any show, but they work, those cast members and those backstage teams work very, very hard to make it look like it's going wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, make it look as smooth and, and is as safe and uh, as entertaining as, as they are. Yeah, they're also yeah. doing Mind Mangler now, I remember. That's another one they're doing. That's a spin-off from Magic oh, Goes I Wrong. I have heard of that one. Oh, uh, in Magic Goes Wrong, there's a, a mind reader who's not very good. Um, <laughs> and his friend, the, the Stooge audience member, who often wears things like a shirt that says audience member to blend in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're, they've just finished um, kind of a spin-off of, of a show, Magic Goes Wrong. They're doing Mind Mangler on tour. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I have nothing to do with that. I just went to see it. It was good. Yeah. Oh, definitely need to go and see it. I've, I've seen... Play that goes wrong, mm -hmm. Peter Pan goes wrong. Mm -hmm. I really want to see the magic. It is the great, magic. Yeah. Magic goes wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about your off-stage life. So you work backstage six days a week, and you very kindly come in today on your day off. Normally on your days off, and obviously in the mornings, do you what do you do to wind down? What do you is it like? Do you just sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Known to sleep. <laughs> I've been known to sleep a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think 
hobbies and having, you know, friends, family, or you know, whoever, or whatever outside of theatre. Something something that's not work related that is just yours mm. is very beneficial. I I think definitely for me, you know, when I was a bit younger, I would, you know, on tours especially as well because it's quite easy to do as you you go go do the show, and then you you know go out. You know, especially on tour, there's not much else to do. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's a good bonding experience as well to go out either during, you know, after the show, go for a few drinks, whatever, uh, or during the day going out and bonding. Um, and I think when I was a lot younger, uh, it was easy just to roll out of bed, go do the show, go back to bed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's been it's been more enjoyable and fulfilling to, you know, like I say when you're on tour, go go out and explore the, the town you're in. You know, sometimes you've been there a few times, sometimes it's the first time you've been. And there are some great cities I've really enjoyed being at. And there are some where there's not really much going on, but you know, nice scenery, go for a walk, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm in, it's been nice to be on a long running show in my hometown, London, because I get to be at home with my partner and my cat and Aww. my garden and, you know, and just do nice things with them. And uh, when you're on tour, you can you know, either go out on your own it's okay to have your own space i think you spend a lot of time with people you work with in any industry and you know you get quite tightly bonded i think particularly when you're on tour um because you're all all in this together all moving around the country as one um but it's also nice to take your own time and just you know, have a little coffee yeah. in a cafe you saw on the way to work one day or do a group activity you know we've done lots of group activities over over the time you know, go go karting or <laughs> or go up climb Arthur's Seat or what whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite city that you've toured to? Favourite city? I mean, Edinburgh is amazing. Like, yeah. so I've not been there during um, during the Edinburgh Festival, so I don't know how hectic it gets. I've yet to experience mm. it for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's that's great great place to be. Yeah. So much to do, see, yeah, and so many other you know hop on a train go and see another part of Scotland it's amazing yeah it's a lovely city I like Edinburgh too yeah. obviously it's quite unsocial hours working in the theatre industry whether you're performing or if you're in a backstage role so do you do you manage to find time just because obviously if you've got friends that work nine till five it's quite difficult to mm. line up schedules so yeah. do you find yourself it's becoming more of a challenge I think a lot of shows are uh, moving into a, like operating on a Sunday. When I started mm. uh, in theatre, there weren't that many Sunday shows, but now there's quite a lot more. And that's not a, a bad thing. You're kind of, you know, this is this is an industry where, as you've said, you're you're expected to work antisocial hours. I mean, we're not working often well into the night unless you're doing get ins and get outs on mm. on um, on tour. Um, so it can be a challenge. I mean, it's. Yeah, I have a day off in the week because we do we do Sunday shows, so we have a day off in the week on Jersey Boys, and that doesn't line up with my family because they work nine to five jobs in education, um, and so I sort of get to see them during the summer holidays and, yeah. and the yeah it's a time off. And I, on this on the show like this, I'm able to book holiday, whereas when you're freelancing, often um, you can't take time off because there's no cover and it's just you know it's not necessarily feasible and sure. um, you have to negotiate that going into it and just be willing to accept that that's might you might not be able to do it um of course there are you know there are exceptions to that if you have you know family reasons 
yeah. for example. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but sort of general like, oh, I'd like to take my birthday off. <laughs> it's not really going to happen. Might no. not like, like, yeah, so I'm able to take some time off. So um, I've spent some time with people. Yeah, catching that's up. nice. Yeah. You, find, you find the time, you know, like I say, I, I don't work all day, every day. I work mostly evenings. We will have a cast change coming up in a few months' time. So that is going to be pretty much all day, every day on, yeah. for a few weeks. Uh, and then doing, you know, weekly rehearsals, getting the understudies up to speed and all the swings and all the maintenance that you do. So, yeah, you don't just do shows. You don't just come in at, you know, half an hour before the show, do the show and go home. Like you, no. you come in several hours before to set up. Uh, wigs and wardrobe will be in, in from the morning doing, you know, setting the hair and laundering the costumes. You know, people at you know, stage door have to get there before that and be there at, you know, 7 a.m. to let start letting people in. Yeah. So, you know, there's a it's not even just us backstage. There's even people outside of that who, you know, the, the, the stage doorkeepers and the front of house and the in-house technical departments who run the building, keep the lights switched on and make sure it all runs. Like there's so many other people. Um, but going back to it, yeah, it, it can be challenging, but you sort of find find time. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the, the nature of the industry really, isn't yeah. it? You know what you're getting into. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, and thanks to you know, social media and texting, like it's a lot easier now than it would have been 20 years ago yeah. to you know, text my friend and be like, hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Previously, sure. I'd have to send a letter and that could have taken ages. <laughs> yeah, carry a pigeon, just yeah. check how they are. <laughs> Do you have, obviously you mentioned Jersey Boys is... Uh, it hasn't got an end at the minute, so that must be nice that you can settle into it. Do you? Is there an end inside of the minute, or are you kind of just enjoying having the time to take holiday, have a schedule that is set? I think, yeah, definitely enjoying the. You know, any any show can receive its notice at any point. Um, just because I, I've signed many contracts that say it's a year's contract, but it's not really going to be yeah. because it's only booking a certain amount of time and, you know, producers have to make decisions about whether they want to keep shows open or not. Um, but, you know, this is booking for a few months now and the producers are hopeful to keep it going because they really, they really love the show. Like You mm. can tell they, they put a lot of heart and, and a lot of work into this. Um, so it's it's good to know that we're on a show that is well-loved and people want it to run for a while uh, so I'm uh, yeah I haven't done a lot of long running shows I think my my last longest running show was Jeeves in Worcester in 2013 um, and I did nearly a year on that in total and I'm hoping to do a year on Jersey but I'm hoping just to eke it out just yeah. get just get above Jeeves in Worcester yeah. um, so yeah I'm hoping to stay and be there for a while and really get to know the show and do a good job yeah that would be nice <laughs> yeah that would be nice so now we have come to our game section. We always do a little game with our guests. And today we've got Would I Improv to You? So similar to Would I Lie to You? Um, I've got three facts here, which my lovely producer Ella has put together with you. I'm going to read the three, well, two facts and one lie. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try and decipher which one are the facts and which one is the lie so we've got number one these it says these facts are in no particular <laughs> order number one Haley was once the back end of a pantomime cow she did a wonderful job <laughs> and we've got number two once on a mischief show Haley got to have a little cameo saying a line for her last day working for the show that's fun fact three once on a show Haley had a colleague called Holly everyone constantly called her Holly 
and she never corrected them. Long live Holly. These are three very good ones. <laughs> I like these three. So I know that you started off with a performing background mm -hmm. and I feel like it is quite easy to get dragged into being the back end of a pantomime horse. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me, a uh, pantomime cow, it wouldn't surprise me if that one was real because especially with little village shows, I, it's all hands on deck. If you don't have a back of a cow, then someone just needs to step in and be the back of the cow. Um, on a mischief show, obviously we mentioned that you worked with mischief. Hey, what's up? I really hope that's true because that sounds really fun. But also if you were working on it, maybe you wouldn't have the time to go and say a line. And also would they, in a mischief show, would you, they would be able to just write in a little part because that's kind of the, the vibe of the show. This is hard. <laughs> Once on a show, Hayley had a colleague called Holly. Hmm. This is hard. This is this hard. This is a good game. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try asking you some questions. So, was it just too awkward to correct them and tell them that you weren't that you weren't Holly? Yeah, it was just you know my name is Hayley Holly. I could just you know similar ring to it. Let me do. I'll do. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> I knew, I knew you meant me. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> Did they also call Holly Holly? Yeah. <laughs> so they just thought there was two Hollies? I, I don't know. I think I think people just got confused and it was just easier to be like, oh, Holly, yeah? yeah. Oh, Holly will take care of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you remember the cameo line on your last day? Oh, no. That was the whole line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was a very small line. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you see how easy it was to write in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very easy. And what show were you a cow? Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk. There is a cow in Jack and the Beanstalk. There is. That was quick as well. That was very fast. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> Maybe you should go back into the performing side because I believe all of your answers. Great. Um, <laughs> I want to say the Holly one is a lie. Just because if someone kept calling me Mike, mm. I would be like, I'm not, I'm Matt. That's Mike, mm -hmm. I'm Matt. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? <laughs> no clue. Obviously, Ellen knows the answer, so. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's so big, it's secrets. <laughs> oh, it's wrong show. <laughs> I'm. My gut is telling me that number three is the lie, but my head is telling me that it's not. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with number three is three. the lie. Three? Uh, that's once on a show, you had a colleague called Holly oh. and everyone called you Holly and you never corrected them. Okay. Is that true? That is, that, is, that is true. That's true. Yes, people kept calling me Holly and it was just easier to roll with it than to correct them because I spent a couple of days correcting them and it never really fit, set in. Um, so, yeah. but, <laughs> so you tried to correct them. And, and initially they'd be like, hey, um, Holly, Hayley, Holly, I'm, uh, Hayley, oh yeah, you're Hayley. Uh, Hayley, can you, after a while it was just easier. <laughs> just leave it, yeah, you've <laughs> yeah. tried. Yeah, I, I now start every rehearsal period with a little like, my name is Hayley on my lapel <laughs> and then it's just easier. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> That's real, yeah. I wouldn't stand for that now. No, <laughs> I'm, no. A bit, I'm a bit more confident yeah, I, now. Hayley. <laughs> okay, in that case, I really want the cameo line to be true because that's really fun and it feels very on brand. So 
you weren't a pan, you weren't the back end of a pantomime cow. I was the back you end were. of a pantomime cow. Yeah. In Jack and the Beanstalk. In Jack and the Beanstalk, in the um, in my school's production of Jack and the Beanstalk, we needed the back of the cow. I was I were. was there ready. They I was around. the dancing legs of the back of the cow. Uh, yes, unfortunately, the mischief line isn't real. However, in Magic Goes Wrong, the stage management teams all were in the show. So I did appear, but I didn't have a line. Okay. Yeah, I appeared um, mopping up some blood when oh, the curtains arrived. Goodness. We were scrubbing some blood. Everyone saw me. I ran off. Not oh, just me, fun. a couple of the members yeah. as well. But yeah. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. You did very well. Okay. All of your answers were very good. Well, sick up poker. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, we do have a little gift to say thank you for coming oh, on. Thanks. I think it, oh, prepared. Oh. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Ollie. So here you are. It's oh. made by my very good friend, Ellie, and she has a small business in which she knits and crochets personalised items. Oh, wow. She's called the Yorkshire Knitter. You can yes. find her on Instagram. But, oh, so we've got a little gift for you here. She's very lovingly handmade it and Thank it's really you. cool. So feel free Shall to open it. Okay. Yeah, open Yorkshire Knitter. Yeah, that's that's her. She's so good. That's amazing. And she's got the little tag on it. Oh, it's a little stage mat. It's a and little it is, you. It's a little you, yeah, with your little headset on. <laughs> she is going to live with me. Her name is going to be Holly and she is going to live with me at Paul Corner at Jer Jersey Boys. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Oh. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you so much. That's really cute. No, that's Thank okay. You. Thank you. Thank for you, Matt. On. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, it's been wicked having you on. It's been really interesting delving into your side of the of the industry because there's just so many things that you don't realise are going on that are going on. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. That's Have fun. a lovely rest of your day. You as well. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode two of Into the Wings. It was a pleasure chatting with Hayley and getting to know everything that happens backstage. Make sure that you like, follow, share, subscribe, all of that lovely stuff to make sure you don't miss any future episodes and any behind the scenes sneak peeks.